2: Welcome to So Bad, It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present, to the latest Daily Mail headlines, and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous, and notorious, messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Yeah, I wish I was a little bit
3: taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her born parlor i wish i was a little bit taller i wish i was a baller i wish i had a girl who looked good i would call her wish i had a rabbit in a hat with a back. and a six born parlor i wish i was like six foot nine so i can get with Leoshi, cuz she don't know me but yo she's really fine you know i see her all the time and be where i go even in my dreams i can scheme away to make her mine
2: cuz i know she's living back her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball so how am i gonna compete with that guess what you guys it's monday welcome Welcome to Monday. We did it. We we survived the weekend. Is it, we we survived the week or we survived the week. You know what? It's all just days at this point. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Monday. Do you guys mind if we groove to that for like 30 more seconds? It gets really good in the mashup. Great uh great song by I wish uh by the artist Sky
3: Check this out. Cause when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked, in, and in some cases never picked at all. So I just lean up on the wall, but sit up in the bleaches with the rest of the girls who came to watch they manball. tag y'all, I never understood black like, while the jocks get the fly girls, and me I get the hood rat. I tell them scats, get the scab, got hit with a bottle, put in the hospital, put off in that mess. I confess it's a shame. If you living in a city that's the size of a box, and nobody knows your name. Glad
0: I came to my
3: senses, like with quick, quick got sick dick to my stomach. So to my thoughts, of me and her together right so when i asked out she said i wasn't a type i wish i was a little bit taller i wish i was a baller i wish i had a girl a good i would call her wish i had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-form parlor Wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-form parlour. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a
2: bat and a six-form parlour. I wish I was a little bit taller. You guys, like I said, welcome to so bad. It's good. If you don't like those music intros, I put it on the timestamps so you can skip right past that. But you know what it is? It's like Monday and like with anything I want, when you listen to this or when you're driving your car, you're like heading to your chair to get on that zoom meeting. I mean, sometimes you want to groove before you hear the talking, you know, like sometimes that I like I said, this is sometimes the most work I put into the show is finding out what mood I'm in for what mashup. And like I want people like how I picture it, you guys, in my deluded head is I picture it in that movie, um, that movie with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, La La Land. I never saw it, um, but I saw a still where everybody in L.A. was on the uh, the, the freeway. And it was a packed freeway, and then they were all outside of their car dancing, and that's what I—that's the vibe I'm going for. I will never see that movie, I don't think, but that's the vibe I want. Where like you get up and dance, and then you're like, "Oh shit, it's starting," but you know what? It's okay. I like the talking part too. So if we can get a mix of music and talking, that's the—that's the real mashup I'm going for. Did you guys have a good weekend? Did you? I missed you guys. Two days off. I gotta tell you, let's a little personal news about me. And hi, any new listeners, hi, welcome. You are welcome here. Please come on in. Um, we're gonna just we're gonna talk some shit about pop culture, some reality show stuff. What a crazy weekend in terms of that. We've got an amazing guest, Sophie Ross, who's been with us a bunch of times uh just i i lo- i could talk to this girl if- i mean she, really she i consider her one of my co-hosts at this point point it's just so easy to go back and forth in terms of like pop culture news she's great so i cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview um but uh yeah day 6 of my diet happened today i ate a plate of broccoli for dinner and i at one point pretended i was biting into um uh stuffed crust pizza and, like, that's how good of an actor, that's how that's how strong my mind is, you guys, is that um, it didn't work at all. No, it was like, this is obviously broccoli. Um, but, you know, it's going good. I have more energy. You know, I'm looking less puffy, I guess, is the, the clinical term for it.
4: Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them, but nothing seems to stay the same. Gia Giudici,
2: what are you doing here?
4: Woke up in the morning, doing my hair, makeup, getting my clothes on. Walking into school, thinking of what is going to happen next. Oh, whoa. Things are just caught up in my mind. Just cannot get rid of them.
2: You guys, looks like Gia has a case of the Mondays. I-
4: i just cannot get rid of this i cannot take chances it's just too much waking up in the morning waking up in the morning waking up in the morning waking up in the
2: morning whoo gia gia is getting us ready to go on a monday we did not wake up this morning with a bad attitude like that little girl, Gia. <laughs> no, we are we are going to crush this week. By the way, that Gia Giudici song that is world famous from Real Housewives of New Jersey, it is a TikTok challenge now. Kids are using it on TikTok, and it's hysterical. You guys got to go check it out. I think you can see it on, um, I think Tracy Morrissey put some on her Instagram stories, but it's on TikTok everywhere. I think I might even make a TikTok of this because waking up in the morning. Thinking about so many things, thinking about Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday too. Um. Anyways, Gia, thank you so much for inspiring us to just have the best week ever. Um. <laughs> I'm loose, guys. I'm feeling loose. Uh. This is the Pop Culture Monday Show. This is the So Bad It's Good Roundup. I'm gonna give you some shows to watch. Gonna talk a cup about a couple things before we get into the interview with Sophie. Um. Oh, real quick. Uh, if you want to leave me a good review on Apple podcasts, always appreciated five stars. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, if you want more episodes, Patreon, we are recapping real housewives of Dallas Summer House, and we just started Real Housewives of Miami. Me and Maritza Lopez, we just did episode one on Thursday, and we are going to take it through the first season, and I'm so excited to do this. I have never seen Real Housewives of Miami. I feel so ashamed of myself. So if that is of interest to you, go check it out. We are, I think, nearing like 100 episodes on there. It is way too much. Um, I'm going to leave those episodes to my son that I don't have one day. Uh oh, big news guys. Huge news. I think I'm fully in on the royals. I think I'm in. I think I'm fully in. I might even watch the crown. I know I I'm going to have to backtrack on all the hate I've been giving the crown and the royals. I watched that uh Meghan Markle Harry thing with Oprah tonight, Sunday night. Um it I you know, I'm in. I'm in. I, I want like, I want a queen. I want the queen reaction. I want Kate Middleton's reaction. I am like fully, these guys are more dramatic than most Americans. And literally, they don't do a lot. I What it seems like they do is just a bunch of charity events. And it is fascinating. I want to know the inner workings. Megan was complaining about an HR department for the Royals. That's incredible. I mean, we they were talking about, um archie one of the 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 royal who will not be named i think it's prince charles said something about what like how dark of a color or what color would archie their their son be that's insanity i mean that i mean talk about a conversation that we've been having now all year now coming up in the royals and really if you think about it this is the heart of all romantic comedies didn't they isn't this like Notting hill or some shit like the whole thing of, like, this guy actually gave up it, – it's like – now, you guys, nobody will go here with me on this. There was a movie, Superman 2, with Christopher Reeve, and Superman gave up his Superman powers to be with Lois Lane, and that's what Harry did for Megan. Harry gave up his superhero powers of being a royal to be with the love of his life, supposedly, you know. I'm still – I'm still undecided on Megan you guys. Like I I really I understand what she went through, but she also said like she didn't really know what the royals were in the beginning. So that was a little suspect, but I got to tell you I'm a novice, so I'm just going off gut reaction, okay? Um, but I got to say I was really like Harry really did give it all away and if you now it is it's all clicking for me you guys. This is like when the first time I heard Grateful Dead when I was on acid one time, I was like, "Oh, now it makes sense." Because When you just listen to Grateful Dead, normally it just you're like, oh, this is kind of shitty, you know, (laughs) or or when you hear Pink Floyd and you do mushrooms, um, it all kind of clicks in. You're like, oh, this is why tie dye is tie dye. Kids, what I'm saying is say no to drugs. That's all I'm saying. That's the whole message. This program, parents, if you need like I said, if you need me to talk to your kids, I'm happy to do say no to drug cameos for your families (laughs) where I just go. Hey, kids. You don't want to end up like a podcaster like me, right? Well, say no to drugs. Um, No, actually, I just experimented lightly. There was no, but I I will tell you the Grateful Dead thing was true. Like I had no, I I really couldn't hear, you know how I get frustrated when I can't hear music. I'm like, why don't I get Travis Scott? Why can't I hear it with my ears? Grateful Dead was the same way at first. I was like, I don't think this is good. And then you get that there's like a whole, there's like a, anyways, that's what the Royals are for me. And I feel like I finally, it's something clicked. And now I'm like, it's fascinating because yeah, Harry's mother was Diana who got chased by paparazzi and was in a horrific car accident and died. Like this shit runs deep. And I know I'm, I'm, I know you guys all know this and you're listening to me say it for the first time. I hope somebody's screaming in their car. It's like, I told you, you motherfucker. I told you, Ryan, you son of a bitch. Um, it's a horrible imitation of anybody that listens to this show, by the way. I don't think you would have that deep of a voice. Um, anyways, very excited about the Royals. I'm sure I will be talking somewhat about Royals a lot, and I know we bring it up with Sophie because I talked to her before the Mary and uh, the the Meghan and Harry interview started. Um, oh, also, this is crazy. I was talking to my friend Mallory, and... Um, who I love. Mallory, she's been on the show before, Real House Pins OC, and now her new one is Pop Uncultured. Her um her account, she changed the name. But we were talking and um she was saying, "Hey, do you know like she goes, "Do you want to know if you're shadow banned on Instagram?" And I was like, "Oh, well, I, you know, maybe, I mean, I was like, I don't think I'm shadow banned. I, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's slowing down for me. I don't get really a lot of new people come in anymore, but I was like, I'm doing the same kind of Jack's joke. So I wouldn't really expect it. Um, and she was like, well, you see, and I don't, you know, I don't use the insights button to kind of like, it's a business tool. I don't use that because I get too nervous. Like, cause it tells you how many people unfollowed you and stuff, which I learned today, which is horrifying. Uh, exactly what I didn't want to know. But there is this insights button which will tell you what percentage of people this post was put in front of that don't follow you. So basically what it does is it puts your post in front of people that don't follow you and potentially you, you're getting new eyes on it. You're getting people to see that like, oh, this kid's funny or, or whatever. And back before January, I was getting 86% new people Looking at my posts. I I can just picture people going, nerd. By the way, this is the same imitation of the person in the car yelling at me about the royals. Ryan, you nerd. I know what I know what shadow banning means. Um, so it was used to say like 86%. Certain posts said 92%, really like high. Like it put my it put my posts in front of a lot of new people. And so my friend Mallory said, Yeah, if it's like below 15%, you're, you're shadow banned. Uh, and shadow banned usually means like, I think you, I don't know what it means exactly. I, I got to look into it. So if that's what I'm talking to you guys. If you guys know what it means or how to break it, but you guys, I checked all my posts for the last two months. I'm averaging it like 5% new people. Like it went from 86% to 5%. And here this time I just thought I was like just being wildly uncreative and boring turns out it's just that it's Instagram is fucking me. No, I know this sounds crazy but like when you spend so much time on something you kind of like it, it it's it's like when you it's like when you find out a group of friends that you thought were talking shit about you actually were talking shit about you. So Instagram, I know you're talking shit about me, but if anybody does have any info about shadow, shadow banning and how to break out of it, like I don't, I I kind of would want to break out of it, but I don't also don't know what I did to get. Anyways, that's deep inside baseball, but I thought, you know, we share everything. So I figured I'd share that with you guys as well. Um, Oh my God. Well, this, this happens in the interview actually um, about, Vanderpump Rules baby names, so you'll uh, you'll see that later. Um, let's get into actually what to watch this week. This is the week in so bad it's good. I love TV. You love TV. Let me point out what is on this week, just in case you don't know, so you can set your DBRs, okay? So Monday, this is the day you're listening into this. We have The Bachelor. This is the episode of The Bachelor where usually the ladies that are left decide if they're going to share the fantasy suite where they usually like have sex. So like it's big night over there on The Bachelor. I think this season has been boring as all anything, but if you guys like it, this is the night where sexy stuff is supposed to happen. Also, we had the second episode of Below Deck Sailing Yacht. I kind of like Below Deck Sailing Yacht. I watched it last week for the first time. I like that it's a sailing yacht i get you know that's what i get geeked out by i'm like cool they have like big sails, and like i i like seeing their quarters like where they live and stuff like the tighter the better i love small ship i love small spaces like sometimes i'll just like fantasize about having one of those tiny homes i have too much shit for it but like the concept of a tiny home how do you not love that right i just i just i i don't know that's kind of my dream is to just get a tiny home and just do the podcast on the road and i go town to town and i visit you guys i'm big goals big goals huge um okay and then monday on watch what happens live we have Ali door and danny shores they're gonna. They're two. Uh, two of the deckhands from below deck sailing yacht. They'll be on Watch What Happens Live Tuesday. We have Real Housewives of Dallas. I really am loving this season. I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I I really dig it. I I, I don't know. I dig it. It's just I don't ex- when you don't expect something from something, you get. You reap the rewards. Uh, and then afterwards, this is a great watch what happens live. We have DeAndre and Carrie from Dallas. Now, if you're watching Dallas this season, this is one to watch because they have been at each other's throats all season. So I think there's going to could potentially be some sparks. Wednesday, we have Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, you guys, I was so pissed about New Jersey this week because they did this bullshit in the trailer Where they made it look like Teresa was uh, telling Joe, her brother, that uh, Melissa was like flirting with a, uh, a restaurant manager and they had been texting all day. And it was all just like a joke. It was all punked. Like, I feel like that should be illegal. Like, you should be arrested if you're the person that cut that trailer together. Because you just, that's cheating. I feel like that is cheating. You cannot do that. Like that is so unfair to do to people, especially during a pandemic. Like we don't need that. Like I spent there all week, like wanting to see Melissa cheat on cheat on Joe, and I was I was so disappointed. I was like, "Where is the cheating? When am I going to see the cheating? I'm I'm here for the cheating, and now it's just like, you know what? If I wanted to see punked, I'd look up like Ashton Kutcher's, you know, uh, au revoir. You know, I don't need. I, I, Do you you feel my frustration, you guys? Okay, so that is Tuesday. No, sorry, that is Wednesday. Um, Thursday, of course, is Summer House. And I thought we just had one of the best summer houses this past week my full recap will be on uh, Tuesday on the patreon but if you heard my my mom, mom and dad I made them watch it this past Friday go check that out they were hysterical and, and some of their stuff was like dead on in how they viewed things so I loved that I know a lot of you guys love that too um oh yeah sorry on Wednesday after real houses in New Jersey watch what happens live we have Dolores Catania and heather mcmahon i don't know who heather mcmahon is but uh dolores and heather they're going to be on uh wednesday after jersey yeah okay i'm just having a stroke and then thursday yeah like i said summer house which i am so excited about i just think they are having such a great season that i truly look forward to and like just thinking about Lindsay's face with stravi i just It's just, to me, that was perfection. And then Thursday on Watch What Happens Live, they have the powerhouse of Naomi Judd, the country singer, and Roger Daltrey, the lead singer of the rock band The Who from the 60s. Like, Watch What Happens Live. I got to give their casting director credit for who books the guests. They always do one um one day a week where you're kind of like well that's a batshit crazy combination who would have even thought to put naomi judd and roger daltrey together but i think it is kind of one of the signatures of that show now and i am a i'm not a watch what happens live apologist because i think it's great without having to apologize for it i think that is a unique talk show that does not give enough credit and i think it should be an hour long not a half hour i think it it is is just really good i think Sometimes I I love the silly games and you know me, I, I can be an asshole. I really love that. Um, Friday, we have the season finale of love after lockup on Wii TV, man. I hate that show, but I can't, I can't not watch it. You know, they all have better cars than me too. It's just wild. I'm like, these guys are getting out of prison and they literally have better cars than me. What I've never been to prison. and I have a Toyota Corolla. What is going on? What's happening? What's happening there? Um and then Sunday, of course, Real Hazards of Atlanta, and we have the second episode of Married to Medicine. Did you guys watch Married to Medicine tonight? I, I watched it. Um slow start for me. Uh, I'll be excited to I'm gonna keep watching it. Um but it you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I have Monty mixing from Mixing with Monty coming on on. Uh, She'll be on Tuesday's episode, so we will talk that over with Monty. Uh, A couple other programs that I want you to be aware of that I thought were kind of cool. Oh, this is, I'm really excited about this one, is there is a documentary uh, called Kid 90 on Hulu that is going to be on the Hulu app on Friday, and it's from Punky Brewster's Soleil Moon Fry. And it's all the footage she took uh, kind of the of the brat pack of child stars that ran in her circle in the 90s. So it's like Mark Paul Gosselier, like all of these guys. And it is a documentary called Kid 90. I'm telling you guys, this sounds right up our alley. Uh, Wednesday, if you were a fan of the Last Chance U series on Netflix, they have a basketball edition that premieres on Wednesday. We also have the return of... The Masked Singer is back. Masked Singer is back on Wednesday. And also, if you're into South Park, there is a South Park Q vaccination special where they are going to, um, I guess, roast QAnon and the vaccine. So if you're still into South Park, that is there. And by the way, you guys, that me promoting South Park, that is what we call growth because I don't know how deep you guys are of listeners, but my ex from high school cheated on me with one of the creators of South Park and it fucked me up so hard in my 20s like literally so that I'm telling you that is growth for me um what is it we got the kids choice awards on Saturday I don't think we're of the eight like I'm just telling that for the mothers out there for your kids um that might be something to watch as well Who? okay guys big week for tv um I one more thing before we get into Sophie I don't know if anybody that runs TV is listening, and I just mean TV as a whole, I need you to stop. I need you to stop and have a meeting with all the other TV business people and, and just ask, what are we doing? We're hurting Ryan so much. The poor man watched seven hours of TV this evening, just to do his podcast and say a couple things. I'm feeling extreme pressure from TV right now. Today, I had to watch two hours of 90 Day Fiance. I mean, I guess, by the way, let me preface. I didn't have to. I, 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 I watched two hours of 90 Day Fiance, hour of Real Housewives of Atlanta, hour of Mary to Medicine, um, two hours of Meghan and Harry. Um, what else? Um, CBS Sunday morning. <laughs> I like to have my coffee to CBS Sunday morning cbs sunday morning you guys there's on sunday morning it's kind of like old folky but it's like they do like little like interest pieces and interviews with celebrities and it's like an hour and a half and jane polly hosts it and i just i got in the habit of taping it every sunday i've done this for like eight years now and it's like I, i like to have a nice cup of coffee and jane polly will be like this week and i i just i love it so much I don't know if anybody else even knows what I'm talking about but CBS this morning is just it's to me that is top-notch TV. Um but basically I I think all told I watch like 7 hours of TV and it is not ending. There is so much more TV people are making. I mean can we at least start making some bad TV that's easy to to not easy to not watch? Everything's good these days. Like I watched one, I finished watching WandaVision. I'm watching the show, The Boys Now, which is on Amazon about like asshole superheroes. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm watching Woody Allen, the Allen versus Pharaoh documentary on HBO Max. The third episode is tonight. Literally, I'm trying to rush this podcast so I can get off and watch that that third episode. So basically, if you guys know anybody that runs TV, just give them a message for me. Like just slow down. They don't have to stop. Just slow down. Just say, hey, Let's take a month. Let's regroup. Let's see where we're at. Let's get everybody a chance to catch up. I mean, I know we are like we're all going to die. We're going to miss out on some great shows because we just we didn't have the time. And also, oh my god, you guys, LA is supposed to be opening. Now I'm hearing like Disneyland might be open by April 1st. Who was in charge of giving us a warning? Like I needed a heads up on like, "Hey, we're back in business by this time, so make sure your diet's done by this time. Make sure you're ready to be like you know, seeing people again, I just feel like somebody dropped the ball on just like reaching out to all of us personally and say, Hey, slow down on the cheese and the wine, you're gonna have to see people this month. So let's, let's start reining in these bad habits. You've start you've, you've really locked in over this last month. Um, that is it. You guys, thank you for, uh, thank you for listening. As always, I, my next guest, I got to tell you, like I told you in the beginning, Sophie Ross, she's a writer, I'll put where you can follow her on the uh, on the description. She's just great. We talk about so much in this. We talk about Army Hammer, Crystallia. We talk about Megan and Harry. We talk about Danielle Bernstein, the fast fashion lady. We talk about Jax's baby name. We um we really go all we oh, we talk about her potential hookup with Pilot Pete from The Bachelor. Yeah, Pilot Pete and Sophie are kind of like—I ship them as a couple now. They're a new couple, so we uh we we ship <laughs> Pilot Pete. But most of all, I just have a blast talking to her, so I hope you guys have a blast listening to her. She will be on, I think, every month from here until I retire because I just vibe so well with her. Oh, my God, I'm going to shoot myself. Did I just say vibe so well? I'm not— I just, I'm so frustrated with myself. I feel like I'm acting like I'm 16 years old sometimes. Do you got like I read that on Twitter all the time? Vibing, we're vibing. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't. That's illegal for me to say that. I shouldn't be saying vibing. I just say I, I really get along with Sophie Ross. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your week. This is Monday. I want you to have a great flipping week. We can do this. We got five more days. Let's have a blast with them, ladies and gentlemen. Sophie Ross.
3: Oh, Lord, yeah. oh,
2: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the week. Uh, I always like to start the week with somebody that I can talk about anything with. And this next guest, there are so many things to talk about with. I, I'm, I'm just making her my permanent co-host, where she just comes on every month because it, it is that. It makes it just. it's just. It's perfect for me. So uh, we got to get right into it. You know her. You love her. Writer Sophie Ross, welcome back to the show.
1: Hi! Thank you for having me back. And of course, yeah. you're gonna have to
2: you're gonna have to be on for like the next year, or once a month. So just, I mean, thank you for uh, agreeing to that. Yeah, it's
1: just like having a conversation with a friend at this point. I like, know that,
2: but see, that's what I mean. That's. <laughs> yes, but that's Everyone. what i like everybody listening. We're all we're all friends. We're all just talking shit. And it's Monday yeah. the week. Um, I do want to point out to everybody if Sophie's performance isn't as good as you want it to be, she's deeply hung over. And I guess that's the kind of professionalism she brings to this podcast, which is fine. But what, can you tell us, you you said something about uh, throwing up in a cup and I was like, we need to get this on the podcast. Can you explain yes. what happened yesterday? So I
1: did throw up in a cup at a bar yesterday after boozy brunch. It was my first day, like, stuff, restaurants are opening back up. I just went to boozy brunch with my friend. We're and back, then,
2: baby. We're back. <laughs>
1: but the best part of the story is that. This is when I saw Pilot Pete, Grocery Store Joe, and Clay at the bar. But I didn't throw up until after, after like way after I saw them. So this isn't tied to them, me getting in a fight with them.
2: Okay, so we, guys, just so, if you don't follow Sophie on Twitter, what are you doing? Go follow her. But yesterday, there was an incident with Pilot Pete, who was last year's bachelor on The Bachelor. Remember the guy that likes to make love in windmills? And he really, that's the only way he can, you know get it up or something so uh, first off i think it's hysterical that i was just saying this weekend there's going to be so many people that get like super hammered because we're so used to not going out that we don't know our limits anymore so it's that 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 coming back to earth is going to be insane what happened why did you make pilot pete upset what happened
1: okay so basically what happened was i'm at boozy brunch with my friend at this place (laughs) wicked willies in the west village
2: do they call it boozy brunch
1: yeah it's like bottomless like one of those like it's just like a shitty bar but we were like okay let's go for the shitty food and like the the alcohol we were just going to like drink and um we ended up having they gave us like three bottomless things we have like an extra one left over we're already kind of like tipsy so we're like let's just go and and I was like oh that's clay from the bachelor like I saw clay I was like oh my god I'm just gonna go over and like let's bring him this extra pitcher
2: This is 4 p.m., 5 p.m.? What time are we? Yeah,
1: it's like in the afternoon, like probably 4 or 5 p.m. And that's when brunch is over in New York City. And um, so we go over to Clay and I was like, oh my God, hi, Clay, you're from The Bachelor. And he's like, yeah. And he was like, I'm with some of my friends and it's Grocery Store Joe and Pilot Pete, who I hadn't even noticed.
2: Wait, I'm sorry, who is Grocery Store Joe? I mean, I don't, I'm in Bachelor a little bit, but is Grocery Store Joe a superhero? Grocery Store Joe was
1: on Becca's season and he was eliminated like the first night, but everyone loved him because he owns this grocery store in Chicago. And then he was on Bachelor in Paradise and dated Kendall from Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) But anyway, that's Joe's backstory. And they were we were like vibing with them. I was like, I'm interested in football. I was like, Clay, like, tell me about the NFL. Like, I'm a Bengals fan. (laughs) And I was talking to Pete. And honestly, like Pete and I were vibing. Like, I was like, Pete, I didn't watch your season. He was like, It was so shitty. He was like, It was the worst. Oh my god, that's awesome. I know he was like, You didn't miss anything.
2: Were you you like, were you like vibing, vibing? Like, Hey, I might hook up with somebody from the past.
1: Oh, Pete and I were like flirting. Like Pete and I were actually flirting and Pete had his little, and I didn't watch his season. I didn't watch Hannah's season. So I don't have any Pete bias. I know he probably sucks.
2: Do you wait? Do you know where any windmills are in New York?
1: Yeah, we were about to find one. So that's basically, <laughs> So and he had his little like five o'clock shadow. He was looking really scruffy and cute, honestly. And he's like tall in real life. I was like, yeah, we're vibing, flirting. He was asking about me, ask my name, what I do for work. And I'm talking about that. I'm a writer. And I guess that set off alarm bells for one of their friends that he thought I was going to like, oh. you know, like report on them. And I'm just like, okay. And like, I wouldn't have said anything about this happening because I didn't even have photographic evidence but the fact that the friend ended up being really rude and basically was like, no, get away from them.
2: And Are you he, kidding me? The guy came get, up and said, get away from you.
1: Zero to 100. And we were like, I was like, hi, I'm Sophie. Like, nice to meet you. I was being super nice and like so friendly. And like, we were talking to them and all these other girls were coming up and we were just like being, we were at a bar and like having fun and giving them alcohol and like making conversation and their friend acting like they were too famous to like hang out with us. It was so bizarre
2: Wait, and how many bros is this hanging out together? Like, how many bros? I
1: uploaded about? a photo of the group of them. You so it was like, it's, it looked like, like
2: 10 or something. It looked yeah, like a, it was good a bunch of, of
1: them. And we were like having fun. And Pete was like, I'm a grown man. Like, I can handle myself. Like, he was telling his friend to back off and like let us hang out there. But at that point, his friend was making us so uncomfortable and being such a dick that like my friend was like, let's just go. Cause I was like, what the fuck? Like, I wanted to hook up with Pete. Like, he was hot. <laughs> and also, like, we were just like getting along. Like, Clay, I was like, Clay, can we just have a selfie? So, like, someone, I have proof that this happened yeah and he was like yeah no problem and then his friend was like don't do it clay oh my
2: god that sounds like allegedly uh substances are involved i'm just gonna throw that out there too i'll just i'll add that to it
1: it was so weird like this guy steroids out Yeah, the Heroid rage. No, we were like, obviously like drunk, but like, it was like not, it was so weird because he wasn't treating us like normal people because he thinks his friends are too famous. I was like, you were on The Bachelor. And then when I posted that, a bunch of people started trolling, like my sister, for some reason, I don't know how she did it. She's a sleuth, found this guy's Instagram where he posted his group pic from Wicked Willy's, and all these people were trolling him. And I was like,
2: <laughs> see that's I am a writer, bitch, and now you see. That's I wouldn't good.
1: have said anything if he hadn't pissed me off because I didn't exactly. even have any proof that this happened.
2: And now I love that so bad. It's good gets the exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh By the way, Pilot Pete, uh he was so he he like uh didn't end up with the girl that he was like got, but no. then he went to a. Girl. Oh
1: yeah, and I he asked was, him about all of it. I was like, "What did he, what did he and say?" And I wasn't even trying to write a story. He, he made the conversation with me because I was like, "Oh, I didn't watch your season." He was like, "I'm not even. I don't." Talk to any of those girls anymore. I was like, not even like Kelly. Like, you were most recently linked to Kelly. Yeah. Like, I mean, no.
2: together, supposedly, at Super Bowl. No, that's
1: an exclusive, I guess. Like, the Here. Super Bowl,
2: they were spotted together. If I don't that's like a yeah. Claire, uh, Claire Dale kind of bit where they just mm-hmm. want attention.
1: Yeah. They were like flirting at the Super Bowl, but he made it clear that he is like completely single. And he like made it clear to me. And yeah, like, but, I, I can right wait. now, but I like look cute when I have makeup on. No, Sophie, you, um,
2: you're very good looking, but what I'm saying is, um, I don't. Like, so let me just play devil's advocate. I mean, he probably did want to hook up with you, but like, that's his bit. Like, hey, no other girl matters. It's just you right now. And like, did he slide into the DMs? Did he? Did well, he- I
1: slid it. So basically his his friend. <laughs> I did. His friend gave, was like, I'll text you guys later. Like, I'll take your number. And so he took my number at the beginning before he freaked out about the fact that I'm a writer. And then um, they're discriminating against writers. And
2: that's you hate to see it. You I know, and it. so like, then I was
1: like, when I, when basically my friend was pulling me away, I was like, give Pete my number. <laughs> <laughs> and then I
2: said in, Pete,
1: yeah, I'll send you the screenshot of what I said to Pete. I was like, your oh friend Justin, fuck him. But here's my number. Oh my god! Never him. Love- <laughs>
2: Can you? That's I mean, but what a great New York, York what story. What a great New York story. And then
1: after that, we just went to another bar. Me and my friend, and just kept drinking. And then at that point, I was at a bar just sitting at a table with a glass. I had a beer, a glass of water. And then I was like, I'm going to be sick. And then I threw open my glass of water. And then she, and then she was like, drink this and handed me my beer. And I was like, <laughs> and yeah, so that was my great New York. Day. Oh my and God. This I'm it's now good to this, be back.
2: Now I'm writing fan fiction in my head. Like I call you right now. And all of a sudden pilot Pete comes into the zoom frame and he's like, what's up, Ryan, big fan. Like that would be amazing for the pod.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so we we are doing this on Sunday afternoon. It's a little later where you are in New York, of course. But we have one of the biggest nights of television um, in, I guess, history because Meghan Markle and the, the guy she's with, uh, the hairy guy, and Oprah Winfrey are doing a two-hour interview in Oprah's backyard in Montecito. I don't care about the Royals at all, but like I'm fully in now.
1: Wait, I was going to say, I feel like the only part of this that you probably care about is the Bethany and Dorinda.
2: Well, that that like, so I started getting into it. My love of the Royals goes back three days now when I started finding out that the Royals were talking shit about Meghan and releasing like press reports of how difficult she was, she is. And I was like, this is kind of fascinating. Like, they're really kind of scared about this interview. And my whole thing was like, just from a, I don't watch The Crown. My parents keep telling me to watch it. And so do all the listeners, but I don't watch it. Old clothes scare me. Um, and I, it just seems like what, what is Okay. You follow all this stuff, right?
1: Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Is
2: Megan good or bad? Where is she? What's I me.
1: think Megan's good. I can understand why people are rolling their eyes at them. Like, you know, like, the podcast deal the Netflix streaming deal the interview like I get people rolling their eyes but it's like they're they're gonna make a living they don't want to associate with the royal family anymore for good reason and you know this is how they're going to support themselves going forward obviously there's a public interest there like they're actually not making money from this interview um but yeah no I'm like I I'm team Megan and like Harry I'm harry with his swastika thing i'm i still haven't fully yeah, people forget that,
2: that 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 was like what 15 years ago or something yeah and i
1: still haven't fully forgiven or forgotten for that so harry i'm i love harry for the most part and think he's sexy um me and i, I don't know if you guys read d listed back in the day oh hell, like yeah. hell yeah hell yeah uh, prince hot Ginge. so we call him prince hot Ginge. um but I'm still like not 100% Team Harry, but I'm 100% Team Megan. Because I feel like Megan, from everything I've heard from people in the industry, just because I've worked in the magazine industry and a lot of people worked with her, like interviewed her before she was a royal, like when she was just an actress on Suits, and everyone has nothing but good things to say about her.
2: It is funny though that now her cast members of Suits, like Patrick Adams, ha- are having to like she was so professional and amazing on set. And I just still find it funny that somebody from Suits is a royal like that. I mean, that's like bizarre. Like, like my dad watches Suits. Like, it's it just, so
1: weird. It's, it's so weird.
2: But now, like, it's just weird. She's kind of raised up to this. I, I've noticed just from afar, like this angelic angel angelic presence. Like she's. Yeah she's all of a sudden like this kind of superhero yes. and Oprah gets involved and you're like, Oh my God, if Oprah's getting involved, I mean, what is happening? Like, I mean, are snipers involved? Like how, how, how insane do the Royals get? Like are they going to keep after a Harry and Megan until they just shut up completely?
1: I just think the Royals are a joke. Like they have no leg to stand on as long as they're protecting Prince Andrew. Like, they have no moral leg to stand on. No one gives, it's just an outdated, embarrassing, like, monarchy that, like, obviously, yes, they're a royalist, but those are, like, you know, the the Karens on Twitter that are freaking out over Meghan all the time. Like, I just feel like they're so irrelevant, and this could have been a great opportunity for them to modernize yeah. you know, and keep up with the times, make, make Meghan want to stay and make, you know, she is, like, this amazing, like a lot of like millennials and gen z are like obsessed with her like let let her make the monarchy cool again and instead, they drove her out of the monarchy and instead are protecting a pedophile and chose to, yeah, Prince, An- Prince Andrew
2: of- with the Epstein stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, if you're not like privy on the Prince Andrew Epstein connection, he is very much, you know, a disgusting pedophile.
2: Remember when he said it couldn't have been him because he doesn't sweat? Yeah, he doesn't, he, he has sweat no sweat, glands. he has like his sweat glands removed yeah. or something like oh that. My or God, he, it. it's he has so- a condition where he doesn't sweat. And I was like. Oh, girl, what are you if doing? If you right? haven't
1: watched, I can't remember what it's actually, Filthy Money.
2: Yes. Oh, cool. the Jeffrey the Jeffrey Epstein doc on Netflix.
1: The Jeffrey Epstein Netflix doc is like indisputable evidence that Prince Andrew and Bill Clinton and like all of these other powerful men were like very, 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 very close with Jeffrey Epstein. Like yeah. buried on his island, like literally on the island with the little girls, sighted with the little girls. like Yeah, I one of know, the guys that worked on him. that
2: island. One of the guys that worked on the island island was interviewed saying yeah. how he saw all the young girls on that yeah. he was
1: like yeah i saw prince andrew massaging a shirtless 14 year old girl like the fact that prince and same with bill clinton like bill clinton the fact that he's even still allowed these democratic like functions the inauguration and shit i'm like get him off my screen and same with prince andrew like they're just protected because they're rich and powerful and they need to be in Freaking prison. Sorry. I don't know how we got here. Oh, cause we were no, no,
2: no, to- no. This is where I wanted to, I mean, I, I want, I, this is always like around the world in 80 days with us. So I wanted yeah. to give a good broad overview of pop culture. But uh, what you were talking about though, is Bethany of course, we were all waiting for Bethany to get involved. Bethany Frankel of course from Real Housewives of New York skinny girl fame. Um which is just insane that I wake up to Bethany going <laughs> Bethany like putting her two cents in and she did a couple tweets that were just so rich. One of them says, "I chose reality TV to work towards making money, to be scrutinized and criticized. I took the trappings and the beatings along with it. It's a rose with petals and thorns. People beg to enter the often toxic institution i signed up for that was the life i chose you can't play stupid and smart um yeah you can first up but um what i mean she makes it sound like she's this sounds like frank sinatra's my way like i took the beatings i took you're not the only reality star in history bethany like get a fucking grip
1: she is just so like it's so hypocritical because she's basically being like oh please like Megan, like with her castles and her jewelry, like, please saying that like money buys you all the happiness in the world where if we know anything from watching Bethany, it's that that's not the case where Bethany has had a lot of problems that, you know, were not related to how much money she has, you can still be unhappy and have problems and you know want to vent about things and need sympathy from people just because you're rich. Like, I don't know. I just think it's so hypocritical.
2: It is. I mean, it's completely. And then she said, uh, she goes on to another tweet, says, cry me a river. The plight of being a game show host, fairly yeah. unknown actress to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven figure weddings for two whole years to being in a household name with at Oprah on speed dial, fetching seven million for interviews, hundreds of millions in media deals. And then she did the emoji like, hmm. And then hashtag. Mary M A R R Y like what the f- what got into Bethany that she felt like why is she so angry, girl this isn't about you wait you're not even close she
1: sounds so Meghan. jealous she sounds jealous as fuck that's why like when people say that like what what someone says is more a reflection of them it's like bethany is clearly very unhappy and miserable that's what yes. i gathered from that tweet
2: we've seen this all the time with bethany and that's so funny it's like bethany will do these things where i I almost like, oh okay, I think I like Bethany now. And then she'll do something like this where it reminds me why I don't like Bethany and why it must have been why it must be really hard to be in that orbit of Bethany. We all have friends like that that just go 180 miles an hour. They're always going through problems. She does charity work that I think is amazing, but other than that, I'm like, this is like horrific. Why would you ever tear apart another woman that has nothing to do with you? I want Megan to start her own fucking shitty margarita line now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, there's no reason to tear someone down like that unless you're, like, a miserable person. And, yeah, it's just so – that was the tweet that I was referencing. It's, like, Bethany, like, we've seen you, you know, freaking crying about being homeless even though you're you're rich. Like, we know that money can't buy you happiness. Like, let Megan tell her story, tell her truth – Yes, she signed up for this by marrying Harry. But at the same time, it's like a person can only take so much. Like, what do you want her to do? Just like be miserable her entire life? No, let her be happy.
2: Waking up in the morning thinking about so many things. That's what Bethany does.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> so then Dorinda hops in, you guys. Dorinda is on Twitter, and she goes, she, um, you know, retweets Bethany's tweet and says, isn't this the same time slot as 60 minutes? Oh, well, guess I'm taking a pass at Bethany. Dorinda, please remove yourself directly from Bethany Frankel's ass for one minute. It is so frustrating. It's like this is, like, Bethany is one of the only people that still, like, talks to Dorinda. So Dorinda, of course has to like choose Bethany's side. And I just think that's like you're out of your you're out of your depth here, Dorinda. Like, you know, read the fucking fish room, you know? Yeah,
1: read yeah, read the fish room. <laughs> Literally, it's like, of course, this isn't gonna go over well. Like you're bashing the woman of color who was just basically chased out of the British monarchy and bullied by the British press and just won a lawsuit for defamation. Like read the fish room. It's just so, so ridiculous that Dur- I just can't with Dorinda. Like, shut the fuck up. No one asked you.
2: Well, what I love about this tweet and what I love about this story is that really, it's like the Kardashians where it touches so many other little venues of pop culture, Uh, you know, because I didn't think we'd wake up to a Bethany tweet. I then, Chriselle from Selling Sunset, I don't know if you've ever watched Selling Sunset, yes, she hops in because of course we need Chriselle's opinion. I was
1: very proud of Chriselle for that. I, there- were,
2: I was shocked. She goes, not a white Housewife comparing her struggle to Megan's A woman of color joining the royal family It's the delusion for me The emoji with the slap hand and face Everyone is working overtime trying To silence her let us hear what she has to say I gotta say I agree with Chrishell I just didn't realize I, I'm i always shocked when anybody from Selling Sunset Like activates their activism You know
1: yeah mode. I was Super surprised I had, I like Double checked at the name I was like is that Chriselle From Selling <laughs> Sunset Chris- and I was just, I was proud of her because I feel like I, I'm not like, a, I know a lot of people love Chriselle. I've never been like a huge Chrishell fan, just because I feel like she's kind of fake. But like, I, I appreciated that. And I know that that was probably ballsy of her because Bethany does have clout um, in the reality TV world to like, you know, speak up against Bethany. I was like, oh, that's really cool of Chrishell.
2: But I also think with like Bethany, it's like, no, no one lady is above, is, is more than the reality show. Like no, like Bethany is not more than the house she's not above. It's like is. the show always wins. Like, it doesn't matter who's on this. Sh- I mean, it helps who's on the show, but you know, w- new york oh. will move on you know it is all good you know one person i think about that in life always like it's like bachelor chris harrison don't mm-hmm. give them a chance to you know see the show without you because the show will always move on the show is the king not the person you know
1: it's actually funny because i i just started real housewives of potomac like oh, a couple you, weeks ago you,
2: i saw you you're digging your journey right
1: Oh my God. I'm obsessed. So I'm good. already almost done with season four. So like I'm oh, almost really caught up. Fifth season um, is such
2: a great season.
1: It, I'm so obsessed, but I was laughing cause I, and I cannot stand. I'm going to tweet all of my thoughts once I'm done with all of it. Cause I didn't want to like be embarrassing and have a bad take that, you know, is bad in 2021 about one of the Potomac. Yeah. That. You're like,
2: I want to, I want to fuck Michael Darby. And they're yeah. like, what? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Sophie. No. Oh my God. I'm
1: going to, I um, but anyway, so I guess Candace, I can't stand Candace in season. Oh, four.
2: get ready for season I'm five. Team, I know.
1: So I'm really excited because I know a bunch of shit goes down. I'm like team Monique. I think Monique is like an angel. Honestly, I think Giselle's hilarious, but Giselle also is like a freaking like, pot-stirring, like, monster sometimes. Yes, but I completely. Like, she's all hilarious. Karen, I thought, was a pathological liar and now I'm, like, team Karen. Karen's I was a like queen in the fifth season. The yeah, so she, Karen has redeemed herself. But anyway, so I guess Candace was holding out and Bravo was like, okay, like, we're just not gonna film with you then. And she was holding out for more money. And, because I guess the the Housewives clause is 10% each, each new season that you start. Yeah. So you got a 10% raise, but she was like, oh, well, I was the star of last season. So I think I should get more of a raise than that, which you can totally picture Candace doing. Yeah. And Bravo was just not having it, just filmed without her. And then when she realized that she wasn't, they weren't going to pay her more, she was like, oh, I'm just losing money. I just shouldn't, you know.
2: You know who that worked for, actually? Leah McSweeney actually renegotiated her second season contract. Above And I think it was just like right, right place, right time where Bravo had to play a little bit more ball than usual. She signed with like ICM, I think, or like big agents right before the negotiation, you know, and did the whole housewife saying where she removes real housewife from the Instagram bio and like, and she did, she got a bigger second season than most second season housewives do, but it's, it, but I, that wouldn't have happened in a non uh, pandemic year. I, I believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know I don't know about, like I mean, I guess Leah I I don't know I don't know how I feel about that Well, she's gonna I wonder if she's gonna upgrade her apartment now
2: I do, she did She moved into a new apartment She oh, has a bedroom as long as, as well as Kiki Now it's a two bedroom
1: Oh Oh, nice Good work. i've uh
2: i put cameras in there so that's how i know um no, <laughs> i'm uh, i used to be i mean i am in love with leah that was like a big bit on the show of like me actually being in love with leah but i'm so scared of the second season flame out of a uh, housewife you know when when we, that's we what
1: i'm saying i feel like it happens all the time we've
2: gassed them up so much and she's in my like uh she's in miami for the last three or four weeks and it's like ah uh, that's Never a good sign when you're, yeah. you know, on vacation for a month in Miami. Um, but I, I crack up about all of this because we've made these people stars like we we talk about them, we 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 tweet about them, everybody's in on any everybody's business, celebrities bashing other celebrities. Um, what I love about your account is that you are one of the people that I think is at the forefront of not just humor but uh, of information, and I think that is the that is such a huge commodity, somebody that you got me fascinated in. And I don't, I, it's like one of those things where I'm ashamed that I'm fascinated in, but I'm not. Cause it's fascinating is I need to know a little bit from your mouth about Danielle Bernstein. Uh, she uh, of course, you guys, if you don't know, she is a part of a, I think fast fashion is what the kids are calling it. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. So basically okay. she's a longtime blogger. She's was one of the OG, I guess you could say bloggers. But even her name, is it's We Wore What is her blog name, which is a riff off of who, what, where. And a lot of people get them confused. So even her blog name is a copycat. Basically, she has a bunch of fashion lines, fast fashion lines, and it's come out that she, on numerous countless occasions has called in samples. Basically, she, she's just like, Hey, send me this. She's not like, please, thank you. Like when an influencer contacts a brand for something for free, she demands free stuff from small minority owned businesses, gets the free samples, then um, never promotes them, which is kind of the purpose of, um, you know, sending a sample to an influencer is for them to promote it on their social channels. Yeah. Doesn't promote them and instead copies their idea their design whatever it is and then um you know sells it under her danielle bernstein line so basically she's a fraud and awful person and she also (laughs) um so basically so basically she's a
2: fraud and awful person
1: (laughs) yeah she is and she's also like she photoshops herself to be like a size double zero and let's just say that it has been debunked and from multiple people that know her in real life, that she looks nothing like she looks on social media at all. And she's like just the most toxic person.
2: Well, so I mean, what, what was the first thing that, I mean, I have so many questions about this. What was the first thing that you got you interested in her? Because you've been writing about her and pointing these things out to the point where like, I was, I was even talking to my friend's wife uh, last week and she was like, oh my God, I love Sophie Ross. Oh my God, the Daniel, you're going to, are you, please talk about Danielle Bernstein. And I was like, okay, yeah, definitely. But what got you, you where you're like I need to write about this
1: um well first of all I like was never like a hardcore Danielle Bernstein hater until like kind of the pandemic happened even at the beginning of the pandemic like she was doing a lot of charity work which we all know is now like everything she does is performative it never comes from a genuine place um but you know when she was in the Hamptons, partying every night in the pandemic, not wearing masks, then lying to her followers that everyone got tested, guys. Everyone got tested. And then she has had this long history of copying from brands, which Diet Prada has always exposed, has worked on exposing. And I always was like, okay, well, like, you know, like one one time, like maybe, you know, it's a coincidence. After that, I was like, no, it's not a coincidence. So when it kept coming out and all of this hard proof came out, I was like, okay, this is a serious pattern. And she also refuses to take accountability ever. It's always like, she's the victim. She's getting bullied. Like, it's just like so weird and fascinating that I'm like, whoa, like you literally are a horrible person, but then you turn it around and gaslight your audience to think that you're the victim. Like, it's
2: uh, just You put her... Uh, she joined TikTok, you guys, for the first time about two weeks ago, and you put her welcome video on. And it was, I've never seen a humbler welcome video to TikTok. It was, you guys, it was literally like, uh, Danielle Bernstein has healed cancer. She's also has three billion Instagram followers. She's won this award. Her book went number one in the New York Times. She's one of the sexiest ladies out there. She's married to a perfect husband. Like, yeah. I, and she, this was like something she made for herself. Like, this, this wasn't a fan. Made thing, she put it on her TikTok. And TikTok users were like, Girl, do not do this here. This will not work for you good here, you know.
1: It was so embarrassing. And I said the same thing. I was like, So there's there's a lot of Danielle Bernstein hate on TikTok because a lot of the people that she's copied from, like, have taken a TikTok to be like, This bitch copied from me. Now everyone on TikTok hates her. And so she, regardless of that, though, the content of the video itself just displayed such a misunderstanding of the platform. Because to me, like TikTok is like, it's like, you know, making fun of yourself, like self-deprecating comedy, like relatable humor, like not hi guys it's me danielle i launched a fashion <laughs> brand and also my charitable work it's like why are you putting your charity work yes in it, it, it showed her
2: up? it showed her handing out things to like it was underprivileged so, people it was you know so
1: embarrassing like anyone watching that would roll their eyes i don't know why she thought that would like land on tiktok and she was like come join me on this journey with me <laughs> we're just getting started oh and the new york times the dagger So she has a dagger next to her name on the New York Times bestseller list, which indicates that they were bulk buys.
2: Oh, bulk buys, you guys, is fascinating. It's usually when uh, the person themselves or the company that like, like bulk buy, like Donald Trump Jr.'s book was a bulk buy. Like, so the Republican national party bought, um, I think it was like 40,000 copies of Donald Trump Jr.'s book and they would just give it away. But that way it went to the top of the New York times, uh, bestseller list. And I'm imagining that's what bulk buy means for Danielle as well.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. The dagger, like that's a thing. Like it just, I didn't know that
2: that's the first. So if they have a dagger on the, that that's what that bulk buy.
1: Yeah, and you can look it up right now. On the they, that web page is still live from the week that she was a New York Times bestseller, and it was on the business section. It was like she was like number ten on the business section with a dagger next to her name.
2: Does, so, does she?
1: Yeah.
2: Does she take on? I, I think she also takes it online to cry about being bullied and yes. cry about not being able to go to restaurants.
1: She's always the A victim. Lot of Oh, another thing about her book is that it was published through some mysterious publishing house that doesn't exist. So she basically self-published it. It's so it's uh,
2: Simon and Bluster Riff, you In know. Her-
1: <laughs> And for, I haven't read it because I don't think I'd be able to stomach it. And I obviously don't want to give her money. Like if someone had a copy, I would probably borrow it.
2: Guys, can we get Sophie a copy? What are we doing? Yeah, all right. Please, Let's get Sophie a copy, please. please. If
1: someone has a copy, I yeah. just don't want to put more money in her bank account. And when she was asking for free furniture, so she's moving apartments and she's showing off all these Tribeca, massive Tribeca lofts. And she was like, I'm open to home partnerships now. Like asking <laughs> for free furniture, like bitch read the room.
2: Where do you predict somebody like Daniel? I mean, because the other, the main part of this though, is copying other brands that are less, you know, like that is the main thing. Can there, is there any action that people can take when people, because this happens all the time. I mean, I see this, whether it be memes whether it be jokes like Hannah Berners, whether it be like, what action can be taken where these brands aren't getting completely ripped off? Is there any actions or
0: lawsuits?
1: There are lawsuits right now between Danielle and the Great Eros, which is one of the brands that she copied from. I don't know if I'm saying it right. The Great Eros, E-R-O-S. But anyway, um, there was a a silhouette pattern that Danielle clearly copied um, after being in contact with the brand. And um, yeah, I can't remember who filed the lawsuit first. I I think Danielle might have sued first. Either way, she is suing this small business as this, you know, multimillionaire blogger (laughs) that she copied from. So it's just a horrible look. And I mean, everyone's like, when is she going to be canceled for good? It's like, in my eyes, she kind of is like Macy's. It just
2: takes a while. It takes a while for people to catch up to that because she's probably at the peak of her fame potentially. And it takes a while then for that backlash to like catch up to that, like to the masses.
1: Well, I think also like all she can do now is produce her own clothing because no one partners with her anymore. No one wants to partner with her. Um, Macy's dropped her. Like any brand that partners with her, what is Macy's? Why did
2: they drop? Why did they drop her? Do you know?
1: because of backlash every time they posted about her they got thousands of comments like so much backlash yeah she is someone that is extremely problematic and gets a ton of backlash but then acts like she's the victim so she'll be she'll be crying and she's like i hope that you guys never have to go through bullying like this (laughs) and it's like no no and also it's like there's a difference she'll post like really mean like like kill yourself comments those are horrible. No one should send those ever. Oh, God, no. No. Lump goes no. in with like genuine criticism. It's like there's a difference between genuine criticism and like actual like bullying. Like people are actually just trying to hold you accountable because you're, you know, you're a, a public figure who makes money off of your fans. So you know, yeah.
2: You know what I love about you is that right now I'm hearing you talk and I'm like, I can go two ways right now with you. And let, let me let you pick and we'll try to hit both. I could go one way with. You know, fake ass people. And I was gonna say I, I watched the documentary Made You Look on Netflix yesterday, which involved oh, Army Hammer's dad, and it was amazing. So we could go that way to get into Army Hammer, or we could go into you just said, you know, she's not admitting, you know, like somebody that just doesn't ever admit they're wrong and kind of Hannah takes and burner on Summerhouse. Would you like to go Summerhouse right now, or would you like to go Army Hammer right now?
1: Wait, I wanna go Summerhouse because Bravo is on my mind, and I also want to talk about Jen Shaw but um, I have
2: that on my list to talk okay, to you about good. as well okay, yes.
1: I have like such adD brain but I want to get back to Army Hammer and I, but I haven't watched that documentary yet it, it's amazing
2: it's really I, I made you look on Netflix I recommended it a couple of weeks ago guys but it really is I was fascinated just in it's art forgery it's big money it's people complain I mean it's just
1: Okay, it's wait. Now I want to I do Army Hammer. I want to talk about Army Hammer. Now. Well,
2: it's every so it's everything I love. But what is interesting is that the gallery that was buying all of these fakes and then selling them, potentially knowing that they were fakes, the gallery was you know owned and run by Michael Hammer, Army's dad. And the, at first, they showed a picture where Army was cut out, and I was like, "Shit, did they re-edit to?" Like, cause they showed Elizabeth Chambers, his ex-wife, but they didn't show army. But then later in the documentary, they showed one picture of army and his dad, um, like hugging and, but they never mentioned army at all. Uh, so the documentary, I cannot recommend enough. If you like crime, if you like art, if you like rich people bitching about money, it's perfect. But army hammer, we, um, we've been talking to our, Ar- about army hammer the multiple times each time that you have been on this podcast, uh, what is going on right now? We're in this we're in this phase of this where it's it's one of those things if you can just let things if you can just go silent, people eventually move on what wh- what are you feeling about this? What are you seeing anything hearing?
1: um first of all, um I can't remember if I said this before or if I learned this information after the last time I was on your podcast, but I found out that Army Hammer's family, because of these art scams, is not as rich as everyone thinks they are.
2: Michael got sued. Uh, he, they they for like two mul-
1: million dollars or something. Yeah,
2: he had multiple lawsuits. You guys got to watch this documentary. He had multiple lawsuits that he settled most of them. Went to trial on one. Completely embarrassed himself. Um, and had to settle, had to close down the gallery, this gallery that had been around for like 160 years and you like, was a historical gallery in New York, had to close it down. Um, so that is an interesting aspect of like, well, army, you know, army, one of the things that, you know, you were, I think pointed out, I think when we talked at some point about page Lauren saying he was always asking to borrow money mm-hmm. from people. And it was like, yeah. army potentially is not as rich or comes from a rich background, I mean, but also, I think all rich is artifice.
1: I, I actually found out, like, basically from talking to people that, like, have information about, you know, the family, is that they really are not as rich or as powerful as they want you to believe. Like, he loves the facade of coming from this powerful family, but they actually, he's, like, completely broke in real life, like, actually. Like, he's being supported by his parents right now. Um, and his parents aren't even that rich anymore either because of, you know, getting sued for hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, all of their wealth was based on fraudulence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're really not as rich or as powerful. So, you know, when I, at the beginning of when this was all coming out, I was like, oh, he's going to pay people off. That's not what's happening. Like people aren't getting paid off. They're no, obviously- Really, nobody's been
2: on. paid off. Nobody's been silenced.
1: Not from anything that I have heard and no, and none of the stories are getting killed- because of him paying off the LA times, like that's not a thing. So I don't want people to think that his wealth is like the, the reason the story isn't coming out because the reason the story isn't coming out is because there's a lot of drama behind the scenes. Yeah.
2: But there were also NDAs though, initially involved uh, with these women that he's dealt with in the past though. Hasn't yeah, there initially? I'm not,
1: sure, I'm not sure how like NDAs work, but also I was reading that um What's the movie Death on the Nile?
2: Yeah the, They're gonna Supposedly you guys Death on the Nile Which is a sequel To the other one With Michelle Like the train one Murder
1: on the Orient uh, Express.
2: Yeah Agatha Christie They're potentially Going to edit Or like computer Digitally Replace Army In this huge Budget movie With mm-hmm. him and, and uh Gail Godot And uh, Yeah I
1: like, oh. So it's like A huge ensemble cast So I'm sure The rest of the cast Is like pissed That this is happening Because it's obviously Not a ideal for a movie that's already been shot edited like is ready to go but they're i think they're going to do what they did with um kevin spacey in that one movie
2: yeah the kevin spacey there was a movie with uh ridley scott directed a couple years back where it turned out christopher Plummer re uh shot the role that kevin spacey was and then i think he potentially won the oscar Oscar for that before he passed away this year um which was i mean i still though i would love someday i would love to see like I would have loved to have seen Kevin Spacey's performance. I would have loved to have like that. There is a curiosity there. But when you have these hundred million dollar business deals, which we call movies, and then a client screws that up, that's like big, you know, I mean, I know there's no like more. I don't know if there's morality contract in any of these actors contracts, but it's like a that's a pretty big deal in business to screw that up for people.
1: Oh yeah. It's a disaster for the movie studio, for the other actors. It's like, just not ideal at all. And I think the movie was actually supposed to come out like before, like last year and it got pushed. So I'm sure they're pissed. They didn't just release it before all this shit came out. But now it's like, he's, he's basically the love interest of the movie, which is problematic. Like if he was like a very minor, like side character, like I think it'd be one thing, which I think, I guess in his movie crisis, um, they still released it. They edit him out of the promo materials, but with Mary yeah. and yeah. Michelle Monaghan, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's like the love interest star in like a love triangle. It's like the he's like the supposed to be like the hot love interest in the movie, which is like now it, it just completely defeats. Like I don't know it, it I, when something's like that when something like that's going on. Regardless of, like, the, the shit that's breaking all the stories behind the scenes and all of the news, I think it's just you can't expect the audience to suspend their disbelief for two <laughs> yeah, hours exactly. that this guy is supposed to be, like, some yes hot it's like no we know that he's a monster
2: well because your mind drifts and then your mind starts doing fan fiction of like i wonder if he ate anybody during this movie like i wonder if like your mind then starts painting this thing and like the whole thing with acting is you're supposed to believe the situation you're watching as fantastical as it may seem and you want people that can supposedly disappear in their roles unless you have somebody like established where tom cruise was able to survive Uh, the Scientology scandals, all of that stuff. I mean, people can argue with what degree he survived it, but he was such a global superstar that he could. ARMY was never a global superstar. Yeah, and I think
1: that these accusations in particular are so disturbing for so many women that he just is so scary sounding that like, yeah, like no one wants to watch him and no one would be able to watch him and forget who he is he wouldn't be able to disappear into the role as you said so it just makes sense that they would have to do something about it
2: do we get a uh, sit-down interview with Army? Does he get his Oprah Winfrey moment? Does he even bother doing that? Do we, like, what is, in pop culture, that's what I always wonder, is that, like, do you even try to come back from this? Because we saw that I want to talk about this a little bit, maybe in this little block of Crystalia. Crystalia, uh, you know, guys, I don't know if you've noticed, um, a lot of guys are shitheads out there. I don't know if you've been keeping track, but it seems like a lot of people have done some really bad things. And the thing is, it goes into hand hannah burner nobody wants to accept responsibility so they wait a little bit and then they try to come up like chrystalia did with his um his youtube apology where he was like i'm a sex addict you know i i gotta tell you i don't i'm it's not a problem that goes away you know it's look at me how good looking i am i gotta have sex all the time and then, you know it was like a really weird like i'm just leveling it's just me and you guys and then people are like okay and then a lot more shit came out where he did a 17 or a girl that was 17 at the time came forward with all of these DMS that they had sex during 17. He knew she, he said it was hot. There are court papers out there. I know this. I mean, I I kind of wanted to ask one more thing about army, but I do find it interesting. Men ha- are just very used to being able to, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to put it into words, but they're like the crystal. thing is fascinating because you can't, he knew exactly, there was a pattern of behavior. There was a way he, you, he did the same thing in every town, which he admits he did, but also he had a preference. He had a preference for younger girls. girls. Uh,
1: and I will say also, and I can't remember, I I've, I've told this story to a bunch of people, so I can't remember if I told this to you before. So I'm sorry if I have, but I was interviewing when I worked at refinery 29 years ago, 2017, I think it was. I was interviewing um, some young influencer who was 17, had 17 in her bio. And um, we were doing a phone interview. It came up, Crystalia, the subject of Crystalia came up about how she is basically dating him as a 17 year old. And it was like, he was DMing her and flying her out to LA. And I was like, oh, like that was my first sign. The first time that I had heard that Crystalia was maybe dating a 17 year old. But again, that was like one time I was like, I don't know how true that is. And then obviously when all the stuff came out, I was like, oh, that it's all true. Like in the fact that he was trying to lie and gaslight is he was like, "I, I just didn't know they were in high school. They had 17 in their bio. And that one girl in the lawsuit, she had a picture at a pep rally at her high school in front of her locker. And he liked and commented on it. So like he was fully aware that these girls were underage and the fact that he, when I watched his video, I, and I tweeted this too. I was like, it's so brilliant because you walk away, like almost feeling bad for him. You're like, Oh, he's facing his sex
2: addiction issue with bravery. Yeah.
1: And everyone was like, all of his fans were praising him. And I was like, no, he didn't mention the underage girls once. Like, you have to think about it. You're like, Oh, sex addiction. Oh no. He actually didn't address anything.
2: See, that's the thing. He kept saying every one of my relationships was legal and consensual. I still, with that he kept saying that and that's like a point of like you know he's he's also on this kind of weird technicality where he's like i made sure most of them were 18 like he's like almost kind of patting himself on the back which makes it so much more that he was so much more aware of what he was doing because he was so like i love these young girls like how close can i get to 18 like we got to make it legal and consensual he really is and then this stuff happens where he probably um fucked up a lot of like that, where he went underage, you know, I have one girl.
1: I think the lawsuit, or I think the, the video actually put a fire under their asses to file this lawsuit, because I think the video was so infuriating the fact that he tried to pretend he was like, I, they were all, they were all legal and consensual. And then the girl comes out and goes, no, here's literally every single like piece of proof that you need that." Like you knew I was underage and you solicited nude photos for me anyway, which is a federal crime. Like what he did was illegal as much as he wants to like, you know, rationalize it and be like, "Well, sex addiction. Like, oh, I thought they were 18. He knew what he was doing, hooking up with high school girls. And in the lawsuit, yeah, it says that she during sex, he was like, how old are you? 17 that's hot are you in high school that's hot are you a virgin she she lied and said no even though she she's like he's
2: like a male paris hilton geez that's hot that's hot
1: yeah it was so gross and so and one of the things that struck me as disturbing also because there are also old reddit stories that have come out that were about crystalia like confessions from people that had been groomed by crystalia that were posted years ago in reddit they all said the same thing that he would force them grab them by the face and force them to make eye contact with them the entire time
2: I got to tell you this, so I guess I can say allegedly or whatever but I have a friend that's a girl that her best friend this is uh he was playing in New York um this is years ago and I mean she you know they were 8 18 or 19 at the time but it was that that thing where he she tweeted something about Crystalia. he found it she he didn't at him said something about Crystalia being funny found her then said, okay, you know, uh, Hey, come to the show, come to the, take the train. They get there in the afternoon. They're already drunk on a bottle of SoCo or something. Cause they're like looking to have fun immediately in the afternoon. He takes the girl up to his hotel room. Uh, the other girl, my friend that has to stay there is like, he tried to hook her up with his opening comic who was like a, you know, a guy in his forties at the time. And he, she was just like, ah, um, and then the girl comes out stumbly, st- you know, just kind of like, and, what had happened i mean this allegedly what had happened was that he had um uh he did the like he made her like talk extremely dirty extremely dirty and there was uh you know trigger alert there like anal sex he performed anal like and then so my friend then my friend tried to like get a sneak peek of him of like look who we're with and he caught her he's like he goes no give me that takes her phone deletes it and he goes if you want to pick you just ask and then took one with all three of them and uh and then they couldn't i mean it, it was insane but it's a like like traumatized these girls like where years later the one girl that happened i mean it's still but to, that this same thing happened to hundreds of girls mm-hmm. town yeah. after town
1: yeah, in reading reading the full lawsuit, which I encourage everyone to read, um, yeah, you're like, this is traumatizing. She was a 17-year-old and he was a 34-year-old man. Like, that, there's just no excuse, regardless of, like, exactly what happened. If he wants to deny, like, the little details, you are 34. You have no business even speaking to a 17-year-old girl. Like, it just sounds traumatizing. Like, like I said about the eye contact thing, like, oh my god, like, that image seared in their mind, like... I just think it's everything about it sounds so traumatizing. She had never even kissed a boy before. He didn't kiss her once. He just basically like had his way with her, then was like bye, well, and then blocked the- her on Instagram the next day or unfollowed her because he liked to play manipulative mind games with these children.
2: Well, that's why the, the Louis CK thing, when it, you know, this is another comedian that did things. The thing that disturbed me most about Louis CK, who is somebody I really, really just love their comedy was that he, people will be like, well, he asked to masturbate in front of them. He asked. And it's like, yes, because that is psychologically more damaging of like, is this really happening? Like, Hey, if I ask some girl, like, Hey, can I jack off in front of you? Like, that is so psychologically damaging. It's not a polite thing. You can't, it's like, oh, he's so polite. He told us what he was. No, he's trying to. That's the way he gets off is seeing fear in somebody else's eyes. That's where Crystalia gets off is like the chase. It's not sex addiction, it's the chase. And like, that is a whole different animal that, unfortunately, because Crystalia is in Hollywood, he will never admit to that. He will, that will never be admitted ever.
1: I mean, they also understand their position of power. Like, even if the girls aren't comfortable with what's happening, they're like, I don't want to make this, you know, famous, like, powerful man angry. Like, that's the thing with the Crystalia stuff also, that, like, she was uncomfortable a lot of the times with what he was asking her to do, but she just complied because she was like... I don't know. I want him to keep paying attention to me. Yeah, like, they,
2: they, they think he's funny. They think he's you. And also Hollywood says he's okay. Wow. Yeah. I've got a real, I've got a real guy in my hands, you know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's what disturbs me also about like the Amelia Hamlin and Scott Disick stuff. Oh like, my God. They, they're now supposedly
2: shopping for a house in Miami. Is that even what?
1: It's just so easy for a man of that age to take advantage of a girl. Cause I think of myself at that 19 Paige Lorenz is 22. Like his ex. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I just picked her myself. I'm 28 now, almost 29.
2: Pilot Pete, get at her pilot. She's still in her 20s. Pilot P. <laughs>
1: but, um, yeah, no, I just picture myself being that age and I'm like, yeah, that's something that would traumatize me and stick with me and affect the trajectory of my life. All
2: relationships, happened. all relationships from that point on that. And there is a point of that, you right. Looking in the eyes. That is something that will always flash. Like imagine the next oh. guy that's in love with her, like saying, look me in the eyes. It's like, it's, you just think about that. That stuff is tragic. And it's like, I know these girls liked him genuinely at some point or even like, or even just thought it was cool to like hang around a famous person. That's not wrong. That's not, that's not bad. They were
1: fans of his. Like, that's how it happened is that these girls would be like, they're like, hey, like- here's the stuffed animal from your episode of workaholics. Like they were like fans and he took advantage of that position of power.
2: It's bizarre that he played uh, parts in workaholics and, um, and you where he played a similar, I mean, it's like, did, was this like a hidden secret in Hollywood and people were like, it's going to be funny if we just keep making him play the same character that he actually is in real life.
1: It's so wild. And it's, yeah, I mean, it says in the lawsuit too that like watching you, watch his, watching his character and you was like triggering for this victim because she was like, this is him in real life.
2: You would like, think Celia would not accept a role that he would, like, that's what I also, it's the hubris of, mm-hmm. the hubris of men and, and also women like Danielle Bernstein, the hubris where it's like, yeah, I will fucking play. Like, I know, like, I, I will play this person and I do this stuff like that. You would think you would be like, you know what? If I am in this ballpark of this Avenue, even if I don't want to be confused at all, I'm just not going to ex- take this part. I don't want that. Like, I don't even want, he but probably
1: he probably got off on it. And the other thing I think is interesting about Crystal Lee is that he's a teetotaler. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes. He
2: doesn't drink. He does yeah, not he doesn't he-
1: drink, has never drank or done drugs in his entire life. Not once. So I was like, there has to be some vice. Like what's his vice? And now we know what his vice is.
2: And you know, he tried I mean, to
1: act like he was like this, like, you know, just sober, nice guy. Like, no, there's something. There's something there. But
2: the Aw Shucks YouTube video so he can get back to his life is just really crazy. And the thing is, I'm not, nobody's canceling Chris He's comes from a wealthy family. He can do whatever he like. He can put out those YouTube videos. He'll probably go on stand-up tour at some time. He's mm-hmm. still going to be able to work, but at a certain point... I guess that's the conversation that we're having now these last couple of years of like, well, where, what, what does happen when people moralistically fail at such a high rate and affect so many people damage so many people? What is the consequence? What is, I mean, that's the thing that I I will still grapple with my own head. Like, I I mean, people will argue cancel culture all, all day, but sometimes you're just like, well, you did something really horrifying. What, what, what if that was your sister or your mom that like something like that happened to
1: I mean, yeah, for so many of these men that we've mentioned, like everyone that we're mentioning, like Prince Andrew that we were talking about earlier, like so many of these men that just come from these powerful... Crystalia comes from a Hollywood family. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, I think that Crystalia should go to jail. Will that happen? Probably not. No. I'm interested to see what happens with this lawsuit. She's, not, she's really not even asking for very much money. What is she's she asking, asking for, for? I think it's like 150K.
2: Oh, he can pay um, that... Easily.
1: Yeah, exactly. She's not she's not looking to like bankrupt him. I think she genuine, genuinely is like I fucking need money for therapy now. Like I just, I I love that he
2: brought up his fiance or his wife in that video too, of like, you know, and I'm just like that, who is that woman that he is now like just gaslighting within an inch of her life to be like, to stay with him? you know, like, I need you you to like, you know, this is your time to save me. Like, you know, fix me lady. Like it's, it's all just a game. And that's, I always wonder, I don't know. Um, but well, and back- also
1: his Instagram content when he came back after his YouTube, video was all of his son and he had never showed his wife or his baby before ever on social media before. I didn't even
2: him. know he had a son. I didn't even know that.
1: See, like he never made that part of his brand, but coming back, he's like, look, I'm just a family man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You're a predator. So uh, yeah, well, I think if the lawsuit, like if he loses the lawsuit, it's done.
2: like. Um, Real quick, one last thing about the Army thing going back. I noticed House of Effie, who we've talked about before multiple times on this podcast. Uh, I know you've probably, I think you've had some interactions with her. Uh, she she took her Instagram down and then it went back up and all the Army Hammer stuff was off the highlights. Do you know what, I mean, what, what can we, I mean, House of Effie. And this is the thing, you can't really question victims. You can't, you know, you can't really, it's hard to speculate and it's, you don't want to be damaging, but at the same time, just from an outside observer, you're like, damn it. Like, you know, like, cause you want things to go, you want this person to be taken down because it's, they've hurt a lot of people, but then it's sometimes in the muck and mire of being a victim. There's no rule book for it. What happened there? Where do you know where she, why she took down all her highlights?
1: I don't know why she took down her highlights, but I know that Effie has said a lot of problematic, disgusting things between... Um, was
2: fighting with her and Paige.
1: Slanderous lies about Paige. Um, she was mad at me that my article focused on Paige and not her. But Paige is the one who agreed to interview with me. <laughs> Effie didn't answer my DMs when I asked to interview her. Um, and she, yeah, she said, she said the R word on Twitter... Um she has done Ryan? a lot of problematic things. Um what?
2: Ryan? What's the Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, got it, got it.
1: So, um she's just been kind of going off the rails in a lot of ways and yes, I I 1000% believe that she has been traumatized by army. Um, I think that the way that she's going about it by, like, dropping bombs and trying to be cryptic and trying to, like, keep people's appetites wet and, like, tease people and just sitting on screenshots that, you know, shouldn't be sat on. Um, I think that it's made a lot of the other victims kind of question her motives and therefore distance themselves from her. And I know that a lot of the stuff, she has manipulated screenshots from several people, which is making people wonder if some of the screenshots from ARMY were manipulated. But in any case, she has kind of been discredited to the point where the LA times story couldn't run.
2: Yeah. I mean that she was one of the sources in the LA times thing. And, you know, if you can't, I mean, which is, I, that's part of journalism is checking the sources is making sure these facts are right. Like that's, you know, it's due diligence and it is, I mean, I even saw the other late, you know, when she was like, I, I would, st- I still love him so much, you know? Oh, yeah. and, that, and I was like, that is so sad. I understand it, but to be so, cause it's another thing where you're, I, and I hate that I view it like this, where you're just like, oh girl, that's gonna hurt every, you know, it's I know what you're mm-hmm. it's just gonna hurt so many things by like, oh, so this yeah. is just a scorned lover? Like what what's going on?
1: Yes, yeah, so exactly. Um, that you know, some of her stories where she was kind of like fantasizing about her rapist and talking about his hands. Yeah, and like, his
2: hands always I yeah. still so
1: love him, and all the stuff is extremely triggering to the other victims, and including Paige. And it triggering for just victims in general. Like, why are you, like, glorifying your rapist? Um, so, yeah. Like, it's 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 just a whole thing. And obviously everyone, like, process the, processes their trauma differently. Um, but she was manipulating these conversations and attacking Paige publicly. And Paige was very much trying to take the high road and not... She knows that Effie is unwell and is not, you know, okay... Um, so I, it just turned into this whole thing and yeah, yeah. It, it's the best. Be- but I will say one, one thing I do want to say is that Paige and Courtney are out there and their stories are like for real and verified. So like he is a monster. He is yeah. like, there's no denying that. Oh, that's not, it-
2: that's not something I have in question. It's just that yeah. the, the, you know, it's just, there's so much. I think there's so much that is going into this story and it was reaching such a fever pitch, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, you know, it got to the point where we we're like, is he involved in murders, you know, because, and then she was like fueling that fire of like you and yeah. your friends, how dare you, your friends, you listen to your friends who I told you not to. And we're like, what did him and his friends do? Did they like kill people in the desert and bury bodies? You he know?
1: mentioned bodies. She mentioned something about bodies. She mentioned him wanting to Chris Watts, his family, Um, like, yeah, all of this stuff where it's like, if you like knew that this was happening, like, why are you sitting on these screenshots and just dropping them now? Or like, what, what are you doing? The Chris
2: Watts' family is like, that was like always bizarre to me because if you think about the psychology of that, even if you're talking to a woman that you're trying to like screw or like, you know, keep having sex with. I don't think you ever say, I want to, cr- Chris, Watts, my, fa- I want to kill my family. Like, how is that attracted to another girl? Like you don't have, like, I mean, that's such a bizarre thing to say. And I don't put it, I mean, I'm obviously I'm not putting it past an army to say something like that. It just doesn't even add up to me in the sense of like, why would you say that to somebody that you want to have sex with? Cause that would just be like, so scary to hear, you know?
1: I don't know. And like, honestly, he could have freaking said that. Like he was clearly the scary person. He talked, he Mm. bragged about like eating a deer's heart and like killing
2: animals. And we've got, we've got audio, we've got all of these things. So it's, it's just interesting because this story, as it continues, you, you know, you see the psychological, um, after effects on all of these women and it's messy and it's like, but nobody, you know, nobody said, nobody wrote the rule book for this. Like you can't say like, well, it has to be very clean and very tidy.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So some of the screenshots that Effie released, she had deleted, she had unsent her side of the messages. So you couldn't see what she was saying. Yeah. And I guess army's lawyers have his side of the messages, which clearly show that Effie, you know, was like, like, egging him on during the conversations and all of that stuff when they were talking about very disturbing stuff. So it's like, how do you, how do you build a case around this man who has a fetish and, you know, indulges that fetish with a willing participant Effie? So that's why the Effie thing is like, so, so messy but then again, it's, like, the page, she was clearly abused. Same with Courtney. Like, it's, it's, the lines are clear there, but it's, like, when someone also is into BDSM and into that stuff, like, Effie is and has been, and they have proof that Effie is into that stuff with Instagram posts of her liking, like, bloody, like, BDSM photos on Instagram. Like, she is sexually into that stuff also it just yeah the lines are very blurry
2: i i just imagine having to turn over your phone to your lawyers and go like hey guys there's gonna be some wild stuff in here and you know like or yeah. even like we got the uh him the 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 uh mannequin doll being thrown away outside of his yes. house last week which is just also bizarre like i mean people are just like flat out messy like hey could you not throw the tied up mannequin out in my garage there's like a weird thing going on with me right now you know
1: yeah yeah um, i like that was just ridiculous
2: Okay. So moving on to another trauma, Summer House. Um, okay. So first off, I was so, you tweeted the other day that you listened to my Luke interview, which I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, Sophie listen, That's awesome. Um, I would have asked so many other questions, but the Bravo rep was there and I didn't think I could get, I was shocked that I was able to keep in that Hannah had a boyfriend going in. To the summer house that Luke Luke told me on the interview, but like yeah. I, I thought I was gonna have to cut that out. So I had like thirty follow ups, but I was like, well, Bravo won't let me do this. But what is your you you tweeted this out that and I what you know what are your thoughts on summer house these past couple of episodes?
1: First of all, this past week was just such an emotional roller coaster of an episode with like I Carl know and oh my god, it was it just the power of
2: reality it, shows. It can go everywhere.
1: It was an exquisite hour of television. Um. But yeah, I'm team Luke. I think that Luke is like genuinely a nice, good person. I, I have a good like vibe reader. I, I think I'm a good judge of character, um, you know, not to toot my own horn. But yeah. And like, I just can tell that Luke, yes, you know, could he he's have a done better? He's also
2: a do. I think he's not like, he's not Einstein, you know?
1: <laughs> yes. Like, could he have like made smarter decisions with how he handled the Hannah situation? Yes. But no, he's not a bad person. He's not evil. I think that Hannah, you know, when she tries to post all this stuff, painting him as like a toxic narcissist, like after the episodes air is like, that's like character assassination. See,
2: that's what, that, that's what bothered me. And by the way, you really turned me on to Hannah's tweets uh, and I've been paying so much more attention to her tweets. And, and I want to talk about that in a sec, but you guys, I talked about this on the pod where she uh tweeted after that episode of like, have you ever gotten out of a toxic situationship? And then posted about, um, you know, him or not. He never said Luke, but about uh narcissistic behavior and stuff. And I was like, girl, he didn't like you. He was, I mean, like, it was very frustrating. Luke was doofy in the sense that he was like, yeah, like I always like, you know, I let her blow me once or twice, but like, I, I never had sex. Cause I just knew I wasn't into her that way. Um, yes. but to, to, go that, like, to go that far, it's like calling him out. as like a narcissistic behavior. It's like, girl, that's you. You're the, the narcissist. narcissist.
1: The only narcissist is Hannah. That's why it's so ironic. But yeah, like, I think it's so ridiculous that she tries to be this like cool chill girl. I'm like, you never had sex with him. How are you so attached to him? You never had sex. You never had sex. We That's saw that I'll in say. the show.
2: We but we see it in the show like in the fact that she's telling lies like uh you could see it in his eyes that that he knows that she's losing me and he's freaking out. I'm like he's he's relieved, Hannah. That's relief you're seeing. That's the relief you're seeing. Like
1: the That's last episode she thinks that she is like, I think she thought she was doing something. Like she thought she was like manipulating the audience to like be on her side when it's like, no, we're like watching it actually unfold. Like you're lying. You're full of shit.
2: And the only reason we know that, I mean, it's just that Hannah is potentially the villain of somewhere else right now because she's now involved in another, uh, fight with Kyle and Amanda. And like what she said to Amanda in this past week's episode is just ridiculous of like, I'm over this toxic friendship, by the way, Let's all, you know what? Can we, well, let's retire. Retire Let's retire toxic. You know what? We did it. We, we, we got it to the pinnacle. Let's move on to something else because Hannah's using it every which way, but here's something where Hannah is in the wrong a hundred percent. I believe, I mean, Kyle and her after, but like in terms of Amanda, she's a hundred percent wrong. The throwing the glass, I made my parents watch it and they were like, you know, that's, but they, you know, they didn't like Hannah and, um, I just don't get why people are like that, where it's like, you can just say you're sorry.
1: Yeah, I think it's weird now that she keeps doubling down on her shit on social media while the episodes are airing. And people are like, Hannah, that's so embarrassing. Because this is a good time for her, like, about the trash incident. She, like, tweeted some meme about, like, like never wanting, wanting to take out the trash. It's like, no, you should realize that you could have been a better roommate. And that's kind of where the drama started and say, you're sorry. And that like reflect on your actions after watching your own terrible behavior. But instead she's like doubling down on like the asshole behavior, calling Luke a narcissist, like posting memes. Like, I don't know. She just seems like she just like, does not have any like sort of empathy for anyone outside of herself.
2: You wrote an article about her tweets and, you know, like copying other tweets almost, almost verbatim, but she had posted something last week where I noticed this just, you know, cause you guys, you know, I just, fuck around on Twitter all the time too on Instagram, but she posted this thing about, um, Oh, it's always the worst trolls that in their bio have like God in it or something, you know, and it got a lot of likes got reposted, but I've seen that same format. So many other, like, I mean, not even just one, I've seen it like 10 other times on Twitter over the last two months of like, you know, it's always the, you know, it's always the people that say the worst shit to you that when you read to their bio, they have like, you know, a mother and lover of God, you know, I've seen the same. So what she's doing is it's like, it's like cookie cutter where she's taking a joke format. She's changing a couple of words and then she's putting that out as her own. And the thing is she has close to, I mean, what does she have? Like 900,000 followers or she, she has the most followers of any cast member in summer house. And of course, when you put it out there, then you get, you're all of a sudden the creator of that joke. You're the one that gets all the like, look at you. You're original
1: thoughts or jokes. And I think that actually it's ironic that she was like the meanest people on here are the ones that have like family first in their bio or something like that and I'm like no those are like the basic bitches that like you Hannah are the basic oh, <laughs> those are like the the midwestern wine moms that are like ha, ha, that's such a funny joke like that's that's Hannah's audience like she's just a cheesy loser but yeah I don't think I don't think she gets asked back next year she wasn't asked to winter house and it's like everyone on social media is just complaining about her not being fun yeah,
2: but watch. isn't that Sophie isn't that a part of reality shows now though is you need the villain that almost gives you that almost gives you job security in a way and she's involved with bravo chat room i know she isn't in winter house but it, doesn't it give so- job security in a way
1: i don't think so i think that like there's a difference between villain being a villain that you love to hate like giselle giselle is fun to watch she's like the type of sh- like you know what i mean like there's just a difference versus like obnoxious gross not even entertaining not even witty or funny like stassi stassi like you know was very problematic but she at least was like witty hilarious like mean but like was smart about it with Page hannah, is
2: actually funnier than hannah i think
1: but she is naturally she is Han- hannah just acts like a toddler like that's what it is it's like when you watch her you're like no normal person acts like this and brian moylan i love reading his um summer summer house recaps on vulture and, um, he put it really well. He was like, I think Hannah this season is trying to become like one walking meme. Like everything she does is so over the top. Like every yeah. reaction, like you threw a drink at me, bitch. Like, it's clear that she wants to have those iconic lines and like become a meme. Yeah, and She loves, she reposts her
2: hard. memes all the time as read. Yeah. Know.
1: Yeah. She's, she's just trying too hard. And it's like, just, she's not acting like a normal person would act.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, and by the way, Hannah's been on the show before. I like, like the Hannah that I dealt with on the podcast, I really liked. The Hannah I see now on the show and what I see in her Twitter behavior. I don't love, I mean, I don't like, love anybody like taking any kind of joke format. I mean, well, I mean, and I, I don't mean like, there's also meme formats that we all pass around, but that's different. Like a meme format to me is different than like yeah, putting a joke out right. there as your joke. And she's a comedian. She knows this, but also she even said in the interview with me, she was like, I made, I, I started getting kind of smart and I started recognizing what worked. And that's like, she's doing pattern recognition. Um, Wait, we you only we got five minutes till the show starts, right?
1: Yeah, I actually. Oh no! Oh
2: god! Hey, go! Oh, we're go! Oh, we're getting this damn Harry and Megan. You, <laughs> did, I we we got to let her go because Harry and Megan. But I have so much stuff I wanted to talk. Because I did you hear Jack's? Uh, the name got revealed by yes, she, it's Cruz. Cruz? Cruz. Um, also, I so I got a little. I got into a little bit thing with Sheena. Uh, this is breaking news, you guys. I had to take down a story uh, or in my stories. Cause I called Sheena's baby name. I knew what it was because, what is it? well, I don't want to say it. I mean, if Can anybody you
1: say it to you, bleep it out of the podcast, oh
4: really?
2: um but well the reason why was that there was a thing in the twenty december 26th where she posted a photo and if you scroll like when i zoom into the photo you could see it said summer and i noticed that nobody else is like and it it was her mom's house and i was like that sounds like something her mom would do is like buy a gift for the uh, unborn baby and then at the baby shower i didn't even find this but somebody else did a post of like i think the baby's name is summer and that made me realize kashina that night on the 26th said no, that's my cousin, but good, you know? And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I guess I'm the worst detective ever. And she was like, no problem. I was like, you're going to be great parents. And it was like a pleasant, you know, exchange. And I, t- you know, I was like, and I even said, Hey guys, I'm an idiot. And then I saw on like sexy unique podcast group, somebody posted at her baby shower where she had something in her hand that said "SU," And then her hand was over the M M E R. It was just like on her YouTube channel. Somebody just got a screenshot oh, and my. I put in my stories. I go, Hey, this is what the name is. Like I said, I'm the world's greatest detective. How did I go? Sheena Shay lied to me, but I love it. I totally get it. And like, and then her friends reached out to me and said that it was, was it, it upset Sheena very much that's not definitely the name but it, when it is the name wh- whatever the name is they want it to be there you know and I was like hey I'm not looking to upset anybody and so I took them down I said that's that's a real easy fix but I was like but the same thing with like, with Schwartz posting cruising. Like, it's so guys, funny.
1: You upset pregnant China.
2: But, like, do you know, like, what do you know the avenue you're like living in? Like, you guys court the press. Like, yeah, no, like, don't, don't fucking post. Stop posting this shit. Like, I'm sad that
1: Madison shit. Marie Parks Valletta was never to be.
2: No, I know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I've ruined it so much that they'll go back to Madison. Maybe Madison. they'll, go, you know. But also, it, um, I can
1: only imagine how mad Jax is at Schwartz
2: you dear, you know sandoval would have never done this sandoval would have never done this
1: this is my moment this is my moment you know that he wanted all the attention about that baby name and now it's like he you know he's so pissed and i love it
2: um Sophie, you've done it again. I really, I just, I cannot say how much I love talking to you. I could do this for another hour, but I know we've got important Royal stuff that you need yes. to catch up on. Plus a potential pilot Pete DM that might be coming in later. Uh, if it does, I hope you will, um, continue this conversation on the next we'll podcast. Be the first to know. thank yeah. That's all I really wanted. Hopefully next
1: time I have an update about my new, um, Budding romance.
2: Yeah, no, I we're all pulling for you, Sophie. <laughs> if not with Pilot Pete, with somebody in the Bachelor Nation franchise. Um, is, is there anything uh you're looking forward to this week besides the uh royal thing tonight? Is there anything pop culture wise we should be on the lookout for? Uh anything keeping you oh going? Oh my god, this oh week?
1: my god, I should have had an answer god, ready.
2: To, you asked me now. this last
1: time and I didn't have an answer ready. I'm trying to think what's this week. Well, yeah, what's um, this, what are you
2: doing this week? What's going on?
1: Um, I mean, probably, I'm trying to think of what shows, Summer House, The Bachelor, um... The Bachelor's
2: something... a snooze fest, but, I mean, Summer I know House... The
1: Bachelor's been a snooze fest, but I'm still, like, wanting to watch how it all goes down, um... Oh my god! I don't know. Okay, I, it's all right. I, it's, I, all right.
2: Soby, Soby, it's all right, so Sovi, you failed this one. It's fine. Um, uh, watch that made made me look on Netflix. though. I think you'll dig. Oh, it. I need to watch that. Think. And
1: also, I watched Behind Her Eyes, and like literally is that
2: worth day. watching? Is it like amazing? I yeah,
1: so watched it in one day. Just don't read spoilers. Don't read spoilers. I haven't but read it yet. Like yeah. the, the fastest, easiest, like just insane binge show ever. So that's well, my answer, I
2: guess. Always the easiest interview with you ever. Uh, I'll have her Instagram and uh, Twitter in the description. Go follow her now if you don't already, and we will hear from her again in a month, okay? Uh, thank you so much, Sophie.
1: Thank you. Oh, and perfect timing. It's
4: starting. Oh
2: my God, oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> Bye. What'd you make this up for? My mom and your Joe. I thought it was everyone,
4: just us? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Waking up in the morning. Fit the investment. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you crying? You got such a role. Wait, why are you crying? Ca- Alright, don't cry. Okay, <laughs> My on, you're so emotional. Alright, don't cry. Excuse me. I mean, we want to hear it. Don't cry, okay? I
3: just want to make sure
4: my dad's not here because then he'll get upset. All right, go. So cool. so good. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them, but nothing seems to stay the same. Woke up in the morning, doing my hair, making me, getting my clothes on. Walking into school, thinking of what is going to happen next. Oh, whoa things are just caught up in my mind just cannot get rid of them i am worrying and worrying i just cannot get rid of this i cannot take chances it is just too much waking up in the morning going into school worrying and worrying it is just too much yeah yeah I love that you have
3: that can I have a picture you can sing in front of everybody. I love you, you know that I was rough. She is hurting. She knows what's going on. She's hurting the way I'm hurting. And hopefully this can wake everybody up.
4: Great job, sweetheart. Very, very good. I love you.
1: I was brokenhearted. For that little girl, it was the saddest thing. First of all, she shouldn't even know too much about the whole situation. And if she does know too much, she definitely shouldn't be sitting home and writing songs about it.
3: Let me kiss. That was good, G. That was so good. I love you, I love
4: you. You know, mommy loves you. You know, for a nine, ten year old kid to write a little song like that- is Yeah, it
3: breaks your
0: heart. It
4: breaks your
3: heart.
4: She's screaming, she's screaming for this to end. I think it's tragic. Maybe the children will teach them
3: how to act like adults. Listen, it's Melania's birthday, but you were like the star tonight. That was great.
4: I hope that Chia crying was a wake up call to the Gorgas and the Judices. Sometimes we need a kid to explain things to us. I
3: love you, you know?
0: batches